0: Welcome to the Drive Time News Blast. 30 minutes, 45 commercial free minutes for patrons. Jam-packed with news of the day from a perspective of truth, liberty, and justice. This is Monica Perez.
1: And I'm Brad Binkley.
0: Our top story, Wisconsin Senator Ron Johnson is initiating an investigation via a hearing today into the 2020 election. And I clicked through only to find his team, his team. And I do not think Ken Starr is a straight shooter. I just don't think so. And, but I, I did, it was, he was somewhat redeemed in my eyes when I read this paragraph in the Washington Post that Senator Mitt Romney had urged the hearing today not to take place. Quote, I don't think we have the resources to do investigations. <laughs> The resources. Congress controls trillions of dollars and they have almost no jobs at all. And this is actually in the Constitution. Don't have the resources to do investigations, nor do we have the constitutional mandate to make judicial decisions. So I don't see the purpose of a hearing other than to stir up controversy. See what he did there? We don't have the constitutional mandate to make judicial decisions, but they do have the constitutional mandate to verify, to validate the electors votes. So on January 6th, it will fall to Congress and Senate to decide whether this is legit or not, or how who's the president. That is where the power lies. Now, whatever the details, of course, the way they word these things, kind of like the Hunter Biden thing, like he's under investigation for tax irregularities. I'm like, oh, how about billion dollar bribes? That that might come up with something. Tax irregularities, I have no idea.
1: Yeah, those don't matter. They have the resources he came out yesterday and i don't know his exact wording but he he expressed that trump should accept the loss from what they were saying anyway and maybe that's him maybe this is more of him doing that and trump had came out and said it's too early to to accept defeat that's what he expressed I think they should absolutely look into it. I'm glad they're doing as well. Rand Paul they, they was, have was it. yeah. Uh, Rand Paul again today was a Russian controlled by Putin because anytime Rand Paul says anything, he's the top trend on Twitter because he's Russian controlled by Putin. And what he said was, he said voter fraud happened and ele- the election was stolen in many ways.
0: That fucking Russian. What a Russian. Yeah,
1: that's something. What a Russian thing to say. Is- Putin Putin's propaganda out there.
0: Putin congratulated Biden, if I read that right. He did. I mean, you never know, but...
1: He congratulated him before Mitch McConnell did. That sounds right. That was a Snopes Mitch faction. McConnell
0: shouldn't. These guys, I, I'm not sure if the Senate... Mitt Romney's a sem- senator. I think it's Congress itself that certifies the electors on January 6th,
1: but... I don't know, though. Do we yeah. know the answer to that? Well, well the role... I'm yeah, on the 6th, on they have to decide to accept the electors, and they're going to have the competing electors now. Of course, on the left, they say that those aren't going to be able to do anything. On the right, they say, well, there is. They could potentially do something. So there's going to be questions over the role that Mike Pence has to play and what his power actually is, because some are saying his role is symbolic, when it comes to what he is able to do to accept electors from one side, the Republicans, or electors from the other, others say he actually has more power to, to actually maybe make those Republican electors carry weight.
0: Do we know, though? All it says here, I'm looking at the Constitution, the Congress may determine the time of choosing the electors and the day on which they shall give their votes, which happened December 14th, which day shall be the same throughout the United States. Uh, but I don't see where it says how they should verify it or validate it, except for it's, uh, it does have a reference to the 12th Amendment, and I did see people talking about the 12th Amendment. Should I read it aloud, or is that a waste yeah. of time? Okay. The electors shall meet in their respective states and vote by ballot for president and vice president, one of whom at least shall not be an inhabitant of the same state with themselves. They shall name in their ballots the person voted as president and in a distinct ballot the person voted for vice president and shall make distinct lists of all persons voted for as president, blah, blah, blah. Uh, they shall sign and certify and transmit sealed to the seat of government of the United States directed to the president of the Senate. The president of the Senate shall, in the presence of the Senate and House of Representatives, open all their certificates, and the vote shall then be counted. I believe this is January 6th. The person having the greatest number of votes for president shall be president, uh, if such number be a majority of the whole number of electors appointed. And if no person have such majority, then from the persons having the highest numbers, not exceeding three on the list of those voted for as president, the house of representatives shall choose immediately by ballot the president but in choosing the president the vote shall be taken by states the representative representation from each state having one vote a quorum for this purpose shall consist of a member or members from two-thirds of the states and a majority of all the states shall be necessary to a choice so two-thirds of the states have to be represented and then a majority of all the states. So 50% of the total number of states. So that's whatever, 26. Um, this has been messed with a lot. Even that amendment has been amended, which is kind of.
1: Well, after the electors are read at Congress, there is an opportunity for an objection. So anyone can stand up and they can object to the state's vote on any grounds. And the presiding officer will only hear the objection if this objection is in writing and signed by both a member of the House and a member of the Senate. And if there is such a joint request and the joint sus- session suspends and the House and Senate go into separate sessions to consider it for the objection to be sus- sustained, both chambers must agree to it by a simple majority vote. If they do not both agree, the original elector votes are counted.
0: OK, so Ron Johnson might object. He's from Wisconsin. Uh, Michigan should object, but if they don't have a senator from a Republican senator, then that they're not going to get that. But I guess if it's Leffler or Purdue, one of them should object on behalf of Georgia. But if it's Warnock, Warnock,
1: Warnock, yes, I said Warnick the other day. I said that I know, wrong. It's Warnock,
0: upset. yeah, because. Uh, it was a listener who's. Yes, was similar I to
1: apologize for that. Me
0: too. Yeah. All right. I took note for sure. <laughs> I understand completely. But yeah, so I guess it'll it'll come down to that. But this says they, they're they're counting the, ele- the electoral votes and the re- electoral votes were so cast. So I think I think the objection would be the only way to go.
1: Yeah. And finding that. Senator to also object is but where this debate is centered. I them. bet
0: if Ron Johnson comes up with anything here then he might be he might be the guy
1: Did you hear about Tom Cruise? No, I used to love Tom Cruise. Well, I don't think you're going to like him very much after this story.
0: Tom Cruise is... I just watched Another Mission Impossible like two days ago. Well,
1: they're filming Another Mission Impossible, and that's where this story occurred. On set, during the movie, there's audio. Tom Cruise loses it. And he shouts down, this is what they're saying is this this scenario anyway, could just be him in a recording studio, screaming things out for all we know. He is allegedly yelling at crew members on the new movie, the new Mission Impossible movie, because he spotted them not wearing a mask. (laughs) He screamed, you can tell it to people who are losing their effing homes because our industry is shut down. It's not going to put food on their table or pay for their college education. That's what I sleep with every night. Tom Cruise said, that's what I sleep with every night, the future of this effing industry. So I'm sorry. I am beyond your apologies. I have told you, and now I want it. And if you don't do it, you're out. We are not shutting this effing movie down. Is it understood? If I see it again, you're effing gone. Am I clear? Do you understand what I want? Do you understand the responsibility? that I have because I will deal with your reason and if you can't be reasonable and I can't deal with your logic you're fired that's it so uh, he continues to go on, to. This is on the set of Mission Impossible 7. This was like a dramatic Tom Cruise scene in any movie that Tom Cruise does. Tom Cruise has a rant, a speech where he goes right, off on somebody yeah. in every movie, and this plays and out exactly like this. And right. when you read well, the setup, there was a couple of guys apparently looking over a computer that had their mask kind of down, and that just set Tom Cruise off, and he launched into this thing. Maybe a couple of gaffers or editors or something that he's just belittling in front of everybody. If that, if this is even real at all.
0: Oh, you, he wasn't yelling at Angelina Jolie?
1: No, he wasn't. He wasn't oh. yelling at it. He was yelling at somebody who has far less power than he does. <laughs> this is an intimidation move. What this signals to me is if you want to work in Hollywood, then you're going to wear a mask, and they Can don't me? even have to mandate it. It doesn't have to be a government mandate because you just saw one of Hollywood's biggest stars undress some crew members. probably never spoken to crew members before because they're not even allowed to look him in the eyes but in this instance he takes the time those guys yeah he takes the time to address the crew members because they're not wearing a precious mask well this is another part of this overarching propaganda campaign to scare people into masks scare people into vaccines you know why that triggers me like beyond my capacity to handle it why
0: because the reason people are losing their homes is because of these insane policies and he is and the people who aren't wearing the masks would never have have uh supported these life destroying policies because the science doesn't support it that's why they're not wearing the mask but to act like the people who are not accepting this delusion are the ones who are creating the problem because there's a correlation between mask wearing and stopping the spread. I'll tell you, I, I have a, it's I didn't know you were going to say that, but I have a story from page of the Wall Street Journal today. Nigerian jihadists reemerge with mass abduction. They took three hundred and thirty three. I'm sure there's some significance in that number. Boys from an all boys boarding school of 800 people and kidnap them and people are worried about them. And I'm saying, okay, they have 800 kids living together. They just gathered up 333 kids. They're not like locking down and masking up. I wonder what the death rate in Nigeria is of COVID. Okay. Yeah. You want to know? Yeah. Do you know roughly how many people have died in this country of COVID?
1: 300,000, is that what they're saying? I think saying? so.
0: So in Nigeria, only 1,200 people have died of COVID. So maybe their country is whatever, like 100 and, you know, 150th the size or something of our country. Maybe it's not. It has 200 million people in the country. It's more than half the size of this country. Wow. They should have, even just to be matched with us and our filthy, maskless <laughs> scoff laws. They should have 150,000 people, and it's so. And I'm in California where they've been locked down since St. Patrick's Day, and they're still freaking surging. And it just it infuriates me because there's absolutely no correlation with that. All he is talking about is is it's beyond virtue signaling. signaling. It's obeisance, obeisance. It's a you know a um it's a it's the ritual. It's the rendition. I think they call it. (sighs) <sighs> it just pisses me off. Yeah.
1: You can tell, at least it sure seems this way to me when I listen to the audio and listen to it later and tell me if you agree. It seems pretty obvious that he's wearing a mask that he's shouting through during this little rant that he's on. It has to Because be. you can hear it kind of muffled a little bit yeah, with the mask Yeah, you have on. to. What a, ha- what it a has jerk. To be,
0: or it wouldn't work because he'd be spreading droplets.
1: He had people audition to be his wife through Scientology.
0: Which which round?
1: Katie all Holmes, of them. maybe huh? all. No, yeah, I think Katie Holmes is Katie. It's Mimi
0: Holmes. Rogers, I think had a bad experience with Mimi Rogers. I think she hightailed it out of there right away. Nicole Kidman supposedly comes from a family like that—a kind of eyes wide shut family. They were both in Eyes Wide Shut because yeah. her dad supposedly died mysteriously, uh, and he was. The the conspiracy theory behind it is that he was the psychiatrist who was supposed to keep victims of this ritual child sex abuse quiet. And on like White Balloon Day, a bunch of them came out, and he just whatever fell down a flight of stairs in a hotel. Like her story is super weird, and yeah. she stayed with him like ten years to the day, which supposedly was their agreement. And then Katie Holmes just couldn't couldn't get the ten. Penelope Cruz, I think, was also in the running.
1: But well, that's a lot of auditioning. That he He's an interesting person if you look into his background in the Scientology. Scientology is a weird thing. I don't know enough of the details about it to go into it right now. We could maybe do a later show on that. I did always like him. I don't like him at all. He's a good actor. <laughs> I like some of his movies, but I'm not a huge fan of him. Nearly 50 children in Georgia, in the same same theme that we're going on here, were exposed to COVID-19 After Santa and Miss Claus test positive, the most predictable story in the country, we knew this was going to happen. Now kids are afraid of Santa Claus. This is a way to affect children because part of the problem is that they think children are going to be super spreaders. But now that Santa has it, kids are going to be worried.
0: Ever since getting to know the people and products at True Hemp Science, I have made CBD products a highly rewarding part of my life. From muscle rub to body lotion to CBD oil, and my absolute favorite, gluten-free brownies, I have incorporated CBD products into my own approach to personal well-being. To find out more about CBD products in general and True Hemp Science products in particular, including their latest offering of gummies, check out their website and request a free personal consultation at truehempcience.com slash prop report.
1: And this happened in Long County, Georgia. And the school system has asked parents to keep children who were exposed because of Santa, Or who shows symptoms at home until after the new year, even though classes are still going on there. So that did have consequences going to see Santa. My favorite part of this article is that the Long County Commissioner Chair, Robert Parker, is quoted as saying, I have personally known both Santa and Miss Claus my entire life, and I can assure everyone that they would have never knowingly done anything to place any children in danger.
0: That's so awesome.
1: That's great. That's really That's awesome. a great quote. I
0: saw Santa once. Did I ever tell you that? I used to sleep on the couch. There just like were not enough beds for all the kids. Like, yeah. The was he wearing a mask? No, he was not. I don't know what I mean. So for years after that, it's like I saw Santa. I mean, I I probably was a. A true believer for a long time I keep every time I see today that Bezos's ex-wife was in the news for having given away four billion dollars and then I was like wow that is a lot until I saw that she's worth 67 but uh, Byron was sure right when he pointed out that they're closing retail down just in time for Christmas he was talking about France were probably still they those countries didn't always move towards cashless society credit cards online the way we have I think that's why they have to jump start them and that would be just a whole nother place for Amazon to explode with new growth. But that's when I knew they were saying their original argument, just like, go oh, two weeks and flatten the curve. The original argument was that if we close down like <clears throat> the three weeks around Thanksgiving, we can open up again for christmas. <clears throat> We're doing this to save our christmas season. And but I I was like of course they're going to extend it. They're not going to save the christmas season. They're just destroy they're killing it. Once and for all, and every day I read supports that.
1: Yeah, Bezos is is made bank off of all this. I saw that story and I didn't know who she was at first and then I said, who is this person who has this much money to give away and then I clicked on the article, oh, Jeff Bezos' ex-wife.
0: Oh, yeah, and I guess she had the stock as part of the settlement. She didn't cash it out or anything, so her fortunes have almost doubled as well as I wish I
1: would have married him, man. I mean, that's quite that's quite a chunk that she got from that. Yeah.
0: It's anyway. So, of course, she joined the giving pledge by Buffett and Gates so yeah. that the money gets directed to world shaping. Literally, right. that's, I think exactly. that's what they say. World shaping causes this big philanthropy thing. I've got more on it. I don't have to get into it, but it is absolutely coming. That is how the world government's going to be formed. They changed tack. It's not going to be world government that's like President Stacey Abrams. It's going to be world government. It's Chairwoman, I love
1: right. when people fail to see the the influence of that type of stuff of the the philanthropy over the people they donate money to, as though somebody would give someone or some organization or some movement a billion dollars and then just say, "Do what you want with it. We'll leave you yeah. alone. Do what you want."
0: <clears throat> there was I've talked about the Norman Dodd conversation with G. Edward Griffin, where they talk about getting into the carnegie foundation files and stuff and finding how they manipulated us to get into world war one that was part of the reese commission which was an investigation into tax exempt foundations by the house on american activities committee it actually that whole thing had started was a cox commission originally cox was the people on wsb the ancestor whatever was a governor and also a senator so they what they they concluded and i i have a book called Tax Exempt foundations by renee wormser who was the lawyer norman Dodd was the researcher and they absolutely concluded that they were engaged in un-american activities and that their firepower was greatly enhanced by their tax-exempt status and that unlike an individual which in law, I don't know if you remember this. Uh, there's a rule against perpetuities, so you can't leave money to your kids and your grandkids and your grandkids and your grandkids and, your grandkids and control how they use it. You can't control it from the grave, but tax exempt foundations can, and they actually suggested a rule against perpetuities to apply to foundations, and and the thing just got shut down. There was intimidation, blah bitty, blah blah, sure, yeah. but. Big philanthropy has been uh, a backdoor to multiplying the dollar influence of these old families, and they are not for altruistic purposes any more than Rockefeller giving out silver dimes was.
1: That's what this global civil society is that they talk about at the Great Reset, is philanthropy, among other things, business and corporations controlling the world, shaping the world. They openly talk about it in their papers and their discussions.
0: And it's not... See, it's not the more you look at it, it's so hard to get your mind around their flowery language about how they want to always minorities, always third world countries, always women. The IMF put out a blog post today, the head of the IMF, that chick you've shown me clips of her saying we have to help these third world countries. We can't just get back to the way it was before. We need to use this opportunity to totally shape the world that COVID has destroyed, has really Setback, and I, I can't help but but think that the great reset is about resetting to zero. She talks about how women have lost so much ground because they've had to like return home, and and they also have jobs. The poor people, all this stuff. And if I looked at that, I it was side by side with my Nigeria story where. They only had 1,200 deaths. They had a tiny, tiny, it was nothing. I mean, that could be a rounding error. That could be a categorizing error. It couldn't possibly be the sickness that's crippling them. They probably have sicknesses like that all the time. It must be the policies orchestrated by people. This, it cannot be in their interest This is about something else But it's so hard to get my mind out of Like they say they're trying to help people And I don't like the way they're doing it But maybe they are trying to help people They're not trying to help people They're trying to control the world And she's she might be too dumb to know it Which is why she would be in that position But it's a, there's a bigger picture I think it's about control and absorbing All surplus resources Not only for the wealth of it But also so that no one else has any control Any say No one can pull a Ron Paul Nobody can be an edge educated voter, truly represented uh, in the halls of power.
1: Yeah, it's unfortunate because there are, I'm sure there are many philanthropy organizations, probably not ones that are as big as these super mega ones that actually have good intent, but you can always hide behind that. And somebody who is an evil supervillain is not going to talk about how they're going to dominate the world because they're an evil supervillain. They're going to use flowery language to hide behind
0: it's amazing that you would say that because actually I wasn't going to get into the whole big thing, but there are these competing. um When I was reading that Bezos article, it talked about these people who want to reshape charitable giving and are lobbying for laws to make charities give out more money. And I said, you know, I saw a Wall Street Journal article yesterday saying something about the these These philanthropies are up to no good. And I put the pieces together and what they're trying to do, what the big, big philanthropy is trying to do through congressional action is target donor advised funds, which is the small money is small philanthropy. And it's trying to get them to have to distribute their money faster than they want to and there are these laws that you have to distribute like five percent of your money to retain a charitable status but that's when a normal return was like seven percent but with near zero interest rates you don't want to give out a lot of money right now that you can't make up by investing the funds you want to kind of like give out a little bit less than you earn you want to keep up with inflation and give up the surplus maybe Less a little bit so that you can keep it going in perpetuity these it the Wall Street Journal suggests that these that these new laws that are being proposed by big philanthropy is trying to drive little philanthropy out of the scene and that is also suspect big shout out to libertygear.net an online store filled with masks shirts and even some cool posters including protest gear such as the obey, psyop and flatten the lies masks and lots of other funny weird stuff to lighten up your day. Even if you wouldn't choose to wear a mask, many businesses and governments require them. Might as well use the device to reach out to like-minded people in your community and make them smile at the same time. Even if you don't want to buy anything right now, look through the merch. Chances are there's something there that will give you a much-needed laugh in this crazy world. And if you're looking for something you don't see, keep in mind they love new ideas and they take requests for custom gear. Just email them through the site. So please support a fellow Liberty Lover and Propaganda Report fan you probably know and love and get 10% off all merchandise with the promo code PROPAGANDA all lowercase only at libertygear.net
1: Yeah, people who are bad at being criminals Look like criminals and get caught and end up in jail. People who are good at being criminals recognize that you have to blend in with society and appear to be not a criminal.
0: Well, it goes beyond that. They're so good that they leverage the holes of power for money, for tax exemption, for their intelligence, for their operations. Think about that. If you are own a big oil company and you have foreign interests that you might have to negotiate with the foreign elected officials, wouldn't isn't it better to just pay off a couple of politicians to send the U.S. army over there?
1: Yeah. You're far more likely to get robbed by a nun than you are someone who has ripped torn jeans dirty long scraggly hair maybe a hoodie on i would
0: say someone who looks like a nun
1: i'm saying if you're a criminal and you want people to not look at you at all or suspect that you'll do anything then put on a nun's outfit
0: yes but an actual nun i would say the crime rate among nuns versus straggly dudes. You get my point. My point is the people that (laughs) we aren't critically
1: analyzing. And that's why my
0: father always taught me. No, I was just clarifying that it's not, it's looking like a nun. It's not being a nun. So my father used to always tell me, I will not send a cop to go get you. If I need, if I say I'm picking you up, I'm picking you up. And if a cop comes up and says that I sent him, he's lying. Don't believe it. He's just yeah. the guy dressed like a cop. So yeah. one time I got off a bus. I was taking a bus far away I was 12 years old and I got on the wrong bus, I guess and I was end up in the wrong place and My mother sent the cop <laughs> like the Port Authority cop to get me off the bus and he saw me getting off the bus and he said Are you Monica and I put my head down and I kept walking and he was just like hey, little girl, I'm talking to you. And I was like, and he literally had to interfere with me. And I was just like, my father told me never to talk to strangers. Like, I'm a policeman. I was like, sure, sure you are. So
1: I guess he and your mom weren't on the same page with that policy. Say it again. He he and your mom, he didn't tell your mom that. So your mom did send.
0: No, my mom's always been a little bit more of a normie, but you know, the cop did get me. Yeah, I wouldn't I would only go with him like to the place, though. I wouldn't like get in his car. I was just like, whatever, I will follow you into that building. But that's it.
1: Well, something that we anticipated is finally arrived with the vaccine. And that is your I got my COVID-19 vaccine sticker. Nice. And in Georgia, you officially the CDC and prevention, they're encouraging employees and employers to to print stickers and to give them to their workers who have been inoculated. The CDC is is urging this. And the CDC Release two. Release the designs of these two stickers. One is orange. One is white. They both say "I got my COVID nineteen vaccine" with an exclamation point, and they have little. There's a little band aid going one way. It's a V. The two band aids connected together to, in the shape of a v. For, the v. for the V of COVID. Yeah, and or vaccine. One is oh, one nice, is yeah. uh, has a check on it, and the other is just a regular blue band aid. Should we should we buy a roll of those? I think maybe we should start selling them so we can have, start a little little black market operation. I wonder if you're allowed to sell those. Like that, that's an interesting question. Oh, could we oh. make stickers like that and sell them legally?
0: Yeah. So here's the thing. I I think you know a lot of people think that this bug was going around last year. So I thought maybe we were all exposed to it already. I want to get an antibody test because if I can prove I have antibodies for it or like anything, because like any cold might leave antibodies that pass their antibody test. So I went to look where I don't want to get a test to see, you know, a COVID test. I want to get an antibody test. Do you need it where I am anyway? You need a prescription to get an antibody test.
1: Really? That's yeah, interesting. You need
0: a reason. Yeah. Is that nuts? So yeah, you can get a COVID test, but you can't get a test that might give you an argument that you're immune.
1: But they even say that the immunity only lasts three months.
0: I know, but they just changed the rules of their dumb germ theory. Yeah. Because then why did you ever get a mumps vaccine? Oh, because this is different, right? Why? Why yeah. is this different? Why does this happen to be different? This happens to be the big one and it happens to be different like that, right? Right.
1: Well, everything is new about the new and unexpected is what they tell us. And this propaganda campaign that we're continuing to see, along with these stickers, there is a, an event, a virtual event in Georgia today with doctors that are talking about the safety of the vaccine. All this is these are not we there's also the African-American targeted vaccine propaganda. That's which really Fauci. I think Fauci came out and he was talking about how and he was specifically addressing the African-American community because it was a, was a, a black guy who asked him the question about it. And it was clearly a stage thing that he did. They were reading a script. But Fauci talked about how one of the women in his lab, his lab, who worked in his lab and happened to work on the vaccine, he talked about it like it was just, can you believe it? A black woman worked with me and my scientist on the vaccine. It's safe for you. I mean, it was really.
0: Oh, that was the end of the story. Pretty racist. It it
1: seemed. Yeah, that was the relevance of it was to because Louis Farrakhan is coming out saying don't take that cracker vaccine. So you counted that with. Well, it's not a cracker vaccine. Look here.
0: Is he saying that? Did Louis Farrakhan come out and say that? Yeah. Because here's the thing, I wonder if they are actually so they're really targeting minority communities, particularly black people. Mm -hmm. So are they doing that for the same reason they always have? Because they feel like those are people who have less power, less credibility, less resources to fight if they get injured. Maybe they're much, much more likely to be on, like, an Obamacare-approved program. You know what I'm saying? It is quite yeah. possible that they are being targeted yeah. for a nefarious reason. See, that's the thing. It goes back to the IMF stuff and everything. It's like they always say it's for good, good, good. These are not people whose... Whose history has been riddled with caring about the least powerful individuals,
1: right? And when you target groups that are in situations where they can't get the the health care or they can't, they they can end up getting sick for other reasons. It could then be blamed on COVID, which could then be used to justify all of this stuff. If you want to find out more about that massive propaganda operation that's going on right now, you can check out our Rockfin video that where we deconstruct a Council on Foreign Relations panel discussion where they are talking about this very thing, how to target minorities, how to target different groups of people and the ways they go about targeting them with this vaccine push.
0: It's a guy who's like head of the Anti-Racism League or something who's been hired by them to attack anti-vaxxers. Yeah. They've just totally conflated the issues
1: absolutely it's a video video deep dive as well so check that out in the patron 15 i would like to hear what you have to say about trump considering pardoning the silk road founder
0: i have stuff to say about that and i also want to tell you what i have to say about scott baio and the happy days reunion
1: i had no idea there was going to be a happy days reunion.
0: Well, I don't think they told Scott either. Oh my
1: God. <laughs> <laughs> you guys can find your drive time news blast every week afternoon at thepropreport.com or your favorite podcasting platform of the Propaganda Report podcast feed. If you want access to that extra content that we post every time we post a DMB, as well as some other perks like virtual parties, then go to patreon.com slash report and become a patron. You can also find us on rockfan.com where we do deep dive video podcasts. We will talk to you guys tomorrow. Have a fantastic rest of your day.